0: Hello again everyone, welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast where you engage in the Game Pass Collection, Bring you three unique perspectives of varying skill range. I am the reaper of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who can have the door hit him on the way out, Keith. Hello. And the one who does more weeping than reapin, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was kind of a group pick. We did Death's Door by Acid Nerve. Death's Door is a top-down action role-playing, debatable roguelike, I guess we're going to get into this because Keith wasn't too happy about that. But you are playing one of the few crow reapers that are left in the world, and you are assigned to gather a soul to do your mission. But unfortunately, the soul is snatched from you, and you end up going on an epic adventure. So going around, Liz, I want to start with you because I'm actually curious. You seem to uh, be having issues with this game. What did you think of it?
1: For me, this is a game. I don't think it's very new- Friendly, in fact, I think it's rather unforgiving. <laughs> but the story is what kept me going. The characters—I mean, I just—I really adored the game. So I, I had to shut it off a lot, and I had to do it in like little bite-sized pieces. But yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a game. I enjoyed my time enough.
2: Yeah, I, I, I have gripes about calling it a roguelike, sure, but I think it's a game. I actually did mostly have fun playing it. I think it's overall a. a a fun playthrough but it's not a roguelike and we'll get into that
0: uh so for me this is a definite game i Ooh. loved death store um honestly i said it on our twitter there's a good chance this might win graphics either of the graphics year. of the year or honestly even audio of the year which i thought halo was going to be a shoe in i mean because i love halo soundtrack but death store is like a vibe it's really good uh and i think the gameplay is a lot of fun it's really solid So yeah, this is a definite game for me. So getting into the story of Death Star, as I said, you are playing a crow who are essentially the reapers of the soul in this universe. You know, you live in this afterlife kind of world where you are immortal and you are given an assignment to collect these souls that are past their expiration. So you're sent to gather a soul and as you defeat this first boss, the soul ends up getting taken from you. And you are specifically told if you do not complete your assignment, you are stuck in the real world where you are mortal and eventually you will get old and die. So since your soul was taken from you, you end up going on an adventure to try to retrieve your soul back and essentially open death's door. So overall, what did you guys think of the story? Because first of all, like when I first saw this, I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of an interesting. I thought this was just going to be a roguelike. So I'm like, you know, the story is going to be just a means to an end. But I found the story actually pretty intriguing. It it's wasn't kind of heavy, a but yeah.
1: Because, I mean, you're, you're learning along the way that you're not getting the whole truth, and so for me, like I found it really intriguing, and I just—that's the main reason why I kept going because I wanted to find out these new characters. And I like too that the three souls that you need to get when you first meet the characters, you instantly want to see more of them. And so I was like, well, I, I got to keep going. I got to see, you know, what's up with the witch.
0: So, yeah. I when you saw her, like she's adorable. I'm like, yeah, don't get too attached. You're supposed to kill her. <laughs>
2: I I thought the bosses were interesting from what I saw I didn't beat it I I I fell asleep on the couch a few nights when I intended to play some and so I didn't get to quite finish the game um but overall I thought they were they were a fun design I thought they were pretty pretty neat overall but I don't know I unless I missed something about the story I I thought it was just all right
1: Also, I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing as the character, I mean, as the character, not like as a gamer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what I mean is, so it sounded to me like, for instance, the witch, like she had a deal going on and I was kind of going back on that deal. So I also was going around being like feeling guilty. Yeah. Even though I obviously wasn't the character, I don't know why I felt guilty.
0: (laughs) That's what I liked about the story. It was, it was like this little mystery. You know, there's a reason all these reapers are cut off and there's, you're essentially, honestly, like one of like 10 crows that are still left alive. Like this is supposed to be a booming service. Like you're supposed to be the kind of a grim reaper collecting souls, but it's like, where is everyone? And then, yeah, the witch is saying like, Hey, we have the same boss. And it's like, what is going on in this world? And yeah, I felt the same thing. I'm like, am I a bad guy? Am I doing the wrong thing? Do you know what's
1: weird? Like, when you see a crow, it's kind of like a, a bad omen. Yeah, especially not and, ravens. Well, it's also, you don't really hear the crow, right? Because it's a distinctive noise that I'm kind of surprised that they didn't. And I honestly, I think it feels like like
0: the, the cawing?
1: Yeah. But I, I feel like people kind of describe you as, like, I mean, you're a cute little bird, a fledgling. Yeah, so you don't really seem like, you know, a grim reaper.
0: I know. Oh, man. Your character is adorable.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. Everyone instantly recognizes you. They're like, oh, you're a crow. Bad things are about to happen. What are you doing here?
1: Yeah, that's why I felt like it was weird that they didn't kind of go into that. I mean... That omen part. Like I
0: said, yeah... It is like they do explain a little bit of the crows, but like I don't know, this is the world is interesting because there's humans in this world. Like it's supposed to be kind of the real world, just like different dimensions. And yeah, you don't see like natural crows. You just see you, the Grim Reaper Crow. There's humans I
1: also think too.
0: Yes. Oh, maybe I didn't get far enough. No, I mean well, the pothead character, he is a human oh. or was a human. Yeah, I guess. Same at the witch, but also there's story context that I won't spoil that yes, there are humans.
1: Well most people don't look human. Correct. But I think that one of the greatest things about the game is that I mean, I was personally worried about some of the characters. Like the the pothead. You know, you see that that ladle (laughs) and the soup around you're just like, listen, if this witch did something, I'm gonna have to throw down. Like, are they okay? So for me, like the fact that I was actually worried about a character, I feel like they did a good job.
0: I cared. That's what I loved about the story. It's it's very light. Like anytime there is dialogue, it's usually like just a couple lines and you're already back into the game. But just these couple of lines are so well written. I instantly I was loving the characters. I think
1: it went from cutesy to dark.
0: Oh some of the moments, yes. For me But the game does have humor
1: yeah so for me like i feel like it was a pretty big like emotion spectrum where it's like you know it's it's cutesy they're kind of taunting you and then you find out later some story you're just like oh dang yeah
0: (laughs) but like the character names are hilarious like i said there's there's pothead who essentially he's a guy who legitimately has a pot on his head you know it's the Gravedigger who just wants to die uh you have this uh one of my favorites he's part of the drunk sailor He is a zombie. Well, it's a dead corpse, but it's actually being controlled by an intelligent squid. So it's very much like a Weekend at Bernie's. So he's trying to convince people that he's a real human, but it's actually a squid controlling a dead body. I I, I love the character designs in this game.
1: I feel like that's one of the few movies they've not tried to recreate.
0: Don't say that. They're going to do that. (laughs) now.
2: We don't need a long weekend at Burnett's or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're going to have to change it up in a weird way. That no one will like. Yeah, but, but no, I I love the story of Death's Door. It was, it was light, but interesting. And so Death's Door 2, try not to get into spoilers, but so this is the second game from Acid Nerve. And even when you beat the game, like I was getting to the end and I was like, man, I really want to play more of this. And the game's like, you know what? Here you go. There actually is like a prologue you can play. And there's actually a second ending that they call a true ending. And if you've, it is supposed to be a... Continuing story from Acid Nerve's first game, which I guess is kind of a spoiler, so I apologize. <laughs> well, but I mean, you don't understand what's going to happen. But I at least love that this, the studio is trying to make a shared world. So if they're making a third game, I am fully into it, and I'm looking forward to continuing the story. What was their first game? The first game is called Titan Souls.
1: Did you play it?
0: No. Oh, well. I actually didn't hear of it, but uh, then I started looking at pictures of it, and... Actually, it looks relatively similar to this. Now you're going to play it. I mean, it's not on Game Pass, though. I don't know if I have time.
2: Yeah, might might have to cut out a couple rounds of Apex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I'm digging this new season. (laughs) But, of course, what keeps us... So this is... uh, I want to get into this big discussion now here with Keith. So the gameplay... So overall, it is described as a top-down action role-playing game. But I consider it to be a slight roguelike. Keith, I know, disagrees. Because it's not. But... Uh, I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess it's not a roguelike because so, it's. I don't think it's as punishing.
1: I don't, so a roguelike, you start from the beginning, right? Yeah. See, I think you have like permadeath. That it might people might kind of lump it into that category because it is so unforgiving, especially from a noob's perspective, where you're like it's hard enough to get to like the main event, you know, to go through the enemies, and you do have like little healing spots and stuff. But there are sometimes it takes me so long to get the main event. And then I die and then I have to start all the way back and navigate because there's no maps that they need a map in this game. And so for me, it kind of had the element of roguelike where you're just like you die. And you're just like, crap, I got to start all over again. See, I, I,
2: Man, I so- think this was about as much of a roguelike as Belunky was. Like, yeah, you have these quick <laughs> run and die, run and die. And like you fight your way through and maybe incrementally increase yourself to get further. But large in part, it's it's an action RPG, and there and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's why, like, yeah. as, you know, I joke or we joke about it, and I will argue till I'm blue in the face. This is not a roguelike, but I don't think that takes away from what the game is or or what Death Store is. I still think it's a lot of fun. I still enjoyed my time playing it. But when you're looking at a roguelike, like light, whatever you want to call it, we're talking about procedurally generated. We're talking about permadeath. Usually there's some sort of an upgrade system, which this has, but that's more of an RPG type of system. There's nothing rogue-ish about this game. It, there just isn't. It, the map is consistent. The The enemies respawn when you die or go between worlds, sure, but it's just, it's none of that.
1: See, I agree with you. I'm just saying that I, it feels kind of like one that defeated feeling. You're like, crap, I have to start all over again. But I agree with everything that you said. Like, I definitely don't think it's roguelike, but I do have that gutted feeling when you have to start all over.
0: Yeah, you know what? You make good points, Keith. I know, I, do. I, I Thank you for The enemies for admitting
1: are it. the same, <laughs> in the same spots. You anticipate it, you know exactly what's going to happen, that 50 times that you have to redo it. So, yeah. I agree. And you're not getting any new weapons every run.
0: and Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do agree. Like, it, okay, this is like 98%. I definitely would say, yeah, this is a top-down action role-playing game. That is its main bread and butter. It's just even too, I don't think it has too many role-playing elements. You do upgrade your character a little bit here and there. But, yeah. But, no, I I, I, I agree with you, Keith. I, I guess I would not consider this a roguelike if someone was like, oh, give me a suggestion. But I feel like it's it does have a bit of a flavor of it. That you but, know, if you're not someone who loves roguelikes, but I don't know, you I could feel try like it's it. the
1: worst part of a roguelike.
0: I guess <laughs> you know.
1: So for me, <laughs> it's like it's you don't get that new excitement every time you start a new run. Like, what am I gonna see? Like, or um, what's the one that I like so much? Or uh, no, the one uh, I mean, there's a lot I argued with Keith about.
0: Uh, it's still a uh, lot. Yeah. We're still not there the list. I, but there's <laughs> one
1: that you started with new weapons every time. Like it didn't have that like what's going to happen next kind of thing. So I feel like it is like the worst aspect of
2: a roguelike. Yeah. Like you, all, you always start with new weapons. But I I mean this is this is I, I already I already compared it to another non-roguelike but it's just like a roguelike in the sense of like Dark Souls is like it's punishing it's hard you die a yeah, lot. Yeah I
0: actually but it's I got Dark Souls It's vibes. not
2: roguelike. It's, it's just it's hard and you die. <laughs>
0: Yeah, All right. dead cells. Uh, uh, dead, dead cells is a good, good one. That's what I right was thinking. <laughs> we have
1: the new weapons every time, yeah. and it's yeah.
0: But yeah, I definitely got some Dark soul vibes a little bit from this game. But I guess honestly, I'm probably gonna disagree more with Liz. I did not think this game was that punishing. As a hardcore gamer, I did not find the combat to be very difficult. Well,
1: that's why I said as a noob. Yes, because there are certain enemies that you know exactly how they're gonna move. And you know exactly what you're doing wrong. And or you, it just, it your health is kind of diminished by the time that you get there. There were little things where like I was almost at the end, like every single time. Like I knew that there was going to be a shortcut right beyond that passage. And I'd get right to the very end and I would die. And it was the most infuriating thing. And I'm like, I need to put the controller down. So for me, I just think... That being a noob, it's very hard when you don't have, like, the skill that you do. Yeah. And you have to do that such a long trek sometimes. It was awful.
0: Liz, why don't you uh, give us a little story here. Why don't you tell us how this game first started off for you? What do you mean? The game opens up with you with a boss fight. How did that go with you? The boss fight? Yeah. Do you not remember the boss fight right at I the d- very beginning? The, no, I do The don't. soul you're supposed to capture, right? Yeah.
1: Do you remember? Did you see me play?
0: Yeah, you had me beat it for you. Oh.
1: oh my gosh, yeah. How are you not
0: remembering this?
1: No, I do remember this now. And then there was another time shortly after that, and you're like, Joe, you beat it for you. I'm like, no, you can't win every battle for me. I have to just deal with this. But it's like an over and over and over again thing. I am amazed by how much time I put into this game based on how frustrating it is. And it's also, like, hard, too, because some of the enemies, you know, like, like I said earlier, you know exactly what they're going to do. The combat is very simplistic, and yet you can't do it. And I also, I talked about this before. Or no. It was one of the games that you accidentally deleted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up.
1: Um, where I know that I need to stop doing something. But I do anyways. Like I'm like, don't roll into that water, don't roll into that water. And then I do it, and it's like my last bar of health. So, I just were you yelling uh, at yourself? I this gave me Tourette's. (laughs) Like this was really bad. I was swearing up a storm playing this. I it was.
2: It's it's funny because for so, you know, spoiler alert that this is sort of how we lay out the podcast. I'm kind of in the middle of you guys on this one. I there was moments where I was so just like deep breaths. Like I never actually got angry with this game or with the gameplay or anything so much as it was just like these deep long sighs of like, so help me one more time if I do this. Cause I kinda got some of the same issues that you did, Lives, where I was like, I'd go through these long stretches where I'm like, Okay, I'm just I'm almost there. I'm gonna get a health, I'm gonna get a seat, like a door, a save point, something and then i would do something kind of stupid and then i'd be kicking myself and it's and it's really weird because i found the gameplay to overall like be kind of easy at times i would i would fly through these parts and be like oh man this is easy i get this i'm getting this boom 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 and i felt like a lot of the combat was all so predictable but at the same token there was just there's I I don't know what it was, but there was these certain elements or these certain fights I would get into that no matter how predictable they would be, I would just always screw something up or my other issue. And I do this with a lot of games. It was almost simple enough to the point where I would get impatient. And so I would just try to rush myself. I'm just going to kill this thing real quick. And then I would just sacrifice myself without actually finishing the fight that I needed to finish. So it was it was so hard some sometimes, but not almost because it was hard, but because I just I kept screwing up. And it was weird.
0: Yeah, that that happened a lot to me too. Like, and I, I agree, I, I was the same way. Overall, I think the combat is pretty easy. There was, you know, I died a handful of times on some fights, some bosses. I I'm gonna warn people here: uh, if you are fighting an enemy with a mace or a hammer, they're gonna be the toughest enemies. There's two particular enemies one guy who has you know some big old thunder thighs who is honestly a straight up copy <laughs> from an uh, a boss fight in Dark Souls 2 but yeah even though he's this big fat beefy boy he's super fast and then you have these little guys with hammers and shields those two enemies just always give me the hardest time Are the ones that throw they bombs were... the little hammer and shields yes was, those yeah. were
2: the ones that drove me the most nuts there was it was one of the like it's a room where you get a soul and yeah
0: there's you get three of them at one yeah time. and that one liz rolled around and have them go in the water and that's oh, that that's
2: a slick 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 strategy there Liz. actually it like i had one fall in one it time. was an accident hey, it worked <laughs> i guess i i think i had to have made done that fight 10 to 15 times because somewhere between like fight six and fight 12 i was just getting like not rage, but, but like I said, impatient level fighting where I just go in and be like, I'm just going to – this time I'm just going to try and kill, 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 kill. And I would just die and I would – this time I'm going to do it. No, this time it's going to work and then it wouldn't. And I think the biggest struggle I had in that fight was the fact that – so you, you have your melee and you have your range slash magic where, where you have certain charges for it. You regain those charges very simply just by one hit equals one ch- recharge. Super simple. But those little guys that are medium guys, I guess, is kind of what they are. That Avengers talking about that with yeah. these shields, you you kind of can't get close to them, but you have a hard time standing back from them because if you stand back from them, they throw bombs at you. If you get close, they just smash, 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 and
1: and they're fast. Yeah,
2: they're they're deceivingly fast. So. It was, like, this weird thing is I would kill maybe one of them with my range, but then I, like, couldn't recharge my range, and then I had to melee them, but I didn't want to melee them. It was, it was just a whole mess, but I got past it.
1: See, I had a technique. I was trying to herd them. Like, I was trying to get them all together because I figured that, especially, like, if you hit, like, you know, two mushrooms at once, you get the two. So I figured if I get herd them together and I do melee and I hit at least two of them, then I'll have at least two charges so that's what i was trying to do when i was rolling around i was trying to get them all together and it actually didn't really work out because one would always split (laughs) off but it did end up working out for me
2: one of the struggles with those too is the little little guys usually you could kind of stun lock with hits. those medium guys you couldn't stun lock anything like them or above wouldn't stun lock when you hit them and that's where i think i struggled the the most Mm -hmm. with them
0: so my strategy with those hammer guys for anyone who does play this game um you probably forgot it, but you have a charge attack, and doing a charge attack, specifically I mostly use the sword, but like two or three charge attacks just kills those guys.
1: I did forget until you told me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, just having this conversation, this is one thing I loved about the combat. The enemies were very distinct. You could figure out what these guys are doing. Everyone had very well telltale signs as what they're doing for attacks, when they're going to attack, and anytime a battle's going on, just in your mind, or at least I should say for me, I don't want to... Let me say, speak for you guys, but I could instantly coordinate being like, okay, I need to take out the range guys. Those guys are going to be, you know, a pain in my butt. So I'm just going to take those guys out. Don't have to deal with them. Uh, here's the little guys. Let me wipe them out. And then I'll just focus on the big guy by himself and just like separate him from the group.
1: Well, what I thought was weird is the range attacks. Sometimes it would affect the other monsters, and sometimes it wouldn't. So
0: no, there me, was definitely some for them to affect. The no, other but other the monsters. bombs. Yeah.
1: There were some, like the bombs would affect the other monsters, but uh. the flowers wouldn't. So for me, it's like the flowers I would get rid of right away because it, they would be of no use to me. But the bombing ones I would use. Hmm. So for me, it was also kind of like figuring out like, tactics that was. See, it was funny because
2: there was definitely times where I thought I was going to be really strategy, stri- strategic and Strategery. I, I was going to with some strategeries on them. And I, <laughs> and I think to myself, ooh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll save the range guys because then I'll deflect the attacks back because those de- deflected attack would actually do a good chunk of damage. Yeah. Um, but then I would forget that I let them live and largely it was the, the purple ghosty ones because I'd forget that I let them live and then they'd pop up behind me while I'm focused on the big guy and then they'd kill me
1: I was just gonna say that another another bad guy that really frustrated me the boomerang guy once Andrew told me <laughs> the best tactic to kill him he was easy yeah. oh that but guy was super was one, easy yeah but at one point I was like do you know what I am just so done with repeating this area over and over again so I just ran past a bunch of enemies got away from them and then I was fighting and because he does he jumps from area to area he followed me and I was very surprised by that and he killed me when I was doing really well <laughs> and it was <laughs> that was one of those times where I was just like I need to go watch like 10 minutes of television or do some dishes or something <laughs> and come back so for me like that's why I thought it was so frustrating where it's like I do you know what? I'll do a little bit of a cheat and then it backfired
0: on me so this is what I love about the combat As a hardcore gamer, I did not find it that difficult. There's not a huge range of enemies. They're they're easy to distinguish, like I said. You know what their moves are going to be. But what I loved about this game, too, is just, you know, when you start off, you have four health bar. You have a four health health bar, and one hit takes away one health. So essentially, four hits, you're dead. And there's no enemies that, like, does hit you, and it does two health this time. No, anytime you get hit once, one health bar. So that system is very easy. You have, you know, basic melee, range, and, like, a charge attack. You know, your moves are very simple, but what I love just about the gameplay is as difficult as some of the parts were, this game is also pretty forgiving. It gives you a ton of shortcuts. The map design of this game is really impressive.
1: See, I kind of disagree with you because there was a bunch of times where it gave me a shortcut, but... It didn't pan out, so I didn't know where the heck it was going.
0: Oh, there was a couple times, yeah, the shortcuts were far between each other, but...
1: But even, like, I didn't even know where they were because I started back so far, you know, at the door. And then I was like, I don't know where the heck the shortcut is. They need a map, especially because they have that stupid element where you you get an ability (laughs) and then you have to go back to the very beginning to use that ability to get something. And there's no indicator, well, there's no map for an indicator to tell you what you missed. So it's like, it'd be nice if there was... A map that showed you like because you get the bomb that takes two charges it would be nice that you would have a map that showed you oh you didn't have this ability before here's like a blue marker for your bomb no it was for so for me like that setup it's a hundred percent not noob friendly and It was just so frustrating. I didn't know where I was going half the time. Because especially there's like the same stairs everywhere. And it's like, okay, so am I going left? Am I going straight? I didn't know my... But for my elbow. And I'm sorry I keep saying noob friendly. But for this, this is like one of the least noob friendly games. So that's why I keep bringing it up that it's like... I, I love the story and everything. And I would recommend this game. But I'm just thinking about... There are a lot of people like me that you know dabble in video games but they're not like really good but i i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend this to them so that's why i keep bringing it up
2: but so i i 100 agree with you on the map liz i i think that yeah i overall Whoa, can, the,
1: we, can we like write this down somewhere can I, you, with me you, you what?
2: <laughs> no honestly like as i was playing through it i was like oh my goodness should i should i try to beat liz to it or should i just should I just tell her that I agree? But yeah, I <laughs> wanted a map so bad in this game; it was driving me crazy. Because in some senses, the, it's very easy, and the shortcuts make it nice. But it came to a point where shortcuts almost just felt like like a hallway, if that makes sense. Like it—it it wasn't so much of a shortcut; as it was just like a way you. It made sense to go because I don't—I don't even know. I don't know if that's what a shortcut is. But there was legitimately times where. It was – so I guess like I'm thinking of like the, the boss levels. It would give you a shortcut that would just take you back to the beginning of the map so you didn't have to backtrack all the way. So I guess it was almost like more like a quick travel.
1: I but I also think that navigation-wise, there were times where I would go back to, um, you know, upgrade my abilities or I would die or something – and there all the doors look the same and they have the titles and some of them I like I memorized but it took me a while to learn to memorize them. So I'm like if you take a break from playing this game, I didn't know what door to go to. <laughs> I had to ask Andrew I'm like or even worse like I would finish a, a section, like I would beat the final boss and then I would I wouldn't know where to go. Like, I'd go to the main lobby and I'd be like Andrew like there's like five different ways to go and there's different doors. And I don't, I didn't know where to go.
0: So I'm going to disagree with you guys. I don't think this game needed a map. Would I have liked one? Sure. I get it.
1: You're such a good gamer. (laughs) I I wouldn't
0: have hated it. Like, cool map, you know, that would have been a nice feature. But honestly, I think the overall level designs of this game are so good. I did not need a map. I had no issue navigating.
1: But you are also the type of person, it's kind of like my dad. Like he goes somewhere once and he knows where everything is. I felt like the minute we moved to the city that we're in, you knew where everything was. It's just the way that your brain works. It's yeah.
0: And so, I mean, I think this is obviously, you know, why we obviously do this. So if you're a hardcore gamer like me, like, I really did not have any issues navigating. Because also, too, I didn't die too much. So I never really had too much of an issue with you guys when you were like, oh, I didn't know where my shortcut was. Because for me, I was just, I just kept going. I kept progressing. So it wasn't like, oh, I died. How did I figure out how we get back there? But even, too, like, so once you beat the game and you do the prologue, You know, I'm just going to say, you know, not to get ahead, but I I got the uh, 100% this game achievement. And so when you beat the game, you know, it's collecting all the shrines, collecting all the shiny things, collecting, um, getting the true ending. But what was nice about this game is once you beat it, you turn the world into nighttime and the doors actually glow. And if they glow, that means there's things in that, like, door that you have not collected. So it even gave me a hint to tell me, like, hey, if you want 100% it, like, these are the areas you need to keep exploring. And for the most part, as soon as I went to that world, I knew where to go. The maps themselves were small enough and compact that, like, I could traverse easily, and I was able to collect everything. I only had to do a walkthrough for the shrines, but everything else See, I was able to get.
1: I disagree. Some of the worlds are actually pretty big. And then you told me when I was playing because there were these like weird platforms, and I knew there was something to uh, do. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I need an ability. I don't know, how, like, if I'm, if it's a tunnel. And so you told me that there. That, so there's something that they don't even explain to you. Yeah.
0: that Okay, that irritated me. I did not learn this literally until I beat the game. So in the world, you literally see these gray circles. They look like sewer lids, and that's honestly what they are. They're, they're sewer lids. And in order to activate them, I just kept waiting for me to get an ability. I thought they were either some sort of teleporter pad or something like that. But what you need to do is a ground attack, which the game doesn't even explain to you that there is a ground attack. I did discover it on my own. But till I finally saw the walkthrough for the shrine where I saw the guy doing a ground attack, I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, you have to ground attack and you end up going underground and it lets you traverse the I world.
2: It's funny because I, I don't know how I figured it out, but I figured that out, I think, the ah. first one I saw, honestly. Um, and, and not even because I, I don't know how I figured it out. I thought it told you how to do a ground slam the first time you came to a place you could. And I could be wrong. But I feel it like otherwise have. I wouldn't have...
0: It might have told you how to do a ground attack, but I did not think to it, use that on it, the lids.
2: It was either that or it just... It It was one of those rare things that, like, the first time I saw it, it just kind of was like, huh. Like, I could... I saw there was a ledge you could kind of jump off from there. So I don't know if, like I said, just a weird thing that it actually clicked with me to even try it right away. I don't know what it was. But either way, I I was looking for him from the very beginning. Um, but, yeah, I just... so. I think I would have liked it much better if it just had that glowing from the start. And I get why it would come out at the end of the game, like after you have beat it or whatever. But I just that was one of the things I really cared most about was like, do I need to go back to this area? At least if I knew that, that's the biggest reason I wanted the map. Otherwise, as long as I was just trying to progress forward, I found it manageable. It, It was just trying to go back and collect things is what was driving me nuts.
0: I which do, I loved have, collecting things in this game. Well, I yeah. actually had a lot of fun doing
2: 100%. I think, and, I, and this is a game where I agree with it. it the collectibles were a lot of fun because they just, I don't know, they were like fun paths and ways to try and get to these. Um, but I am curious because I don't know if I just completely blew past most of these. You mentioned the the crystals that you can collect, which are like yeah. hidden paths and you find these shrines. So I was just about at the end of the third boss or the third soul. Like I, I had the Find one more um, brazier to light up, I believe, and I would have fought the final boss. I still only have four bars of health. Did you say brazier?
1: I was, yeah. I was thinking, what those what are what called? You
2: mean brazier, 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 braziers. I was,
1: I was brazier. working that in my head. I was like, wait, did I hear that correctly?
2: I thought that's what I thought that's how that was pronounced. So I no, learned something, something new today.
0: Braziers. A brassiere is a bra.
2: Well, I don't know. I just thought it just didn't. There's definitely words that mean the same thing that are pronounced the exact same way. I just thought that was one of them. I don't know.
0: Keith over here played a different game, lighting bras. I mean, I don't know. He's oh jeez,
2: did I download the wrong game, guys? Um. So, anyways, I had one more lantern to light up, and go. uh. But yeah, I only have four bars of health. Was I was I missing things like way what do you more? Mean, than like, I
0: well, like you were fighting the last giant soul or the final final boss?
2: The third giant soul. So I had the one. Yeah. After when the frog. I
0: okay, when I fought him, I think I was at four health bar. I did not find a lot of shrines. Okay, so, so that wasn't why just I did a walk me. through at the end. Yeah the sh- the shrines were pretty tricky.
2: Yeah, there was but, like a couple of them. I mean, I guess obviously because I only had three crystals at that point, but I more or less kind of stumbled across them. I was like, yeah, Oh, there's a, hey. there's a
0: total of sixteen. So, the most you can get your health bar is to six hits and your mana to six charges. Okay. Yeah, so there's not a ton of them. But yeah, I was doing the same thing where I'm like, I'm here at the end of the game and I've only found like a couple of these. Yeah, those ones are definitely pretty hidden.
2: Some of them were pretty interesting, though. Like, did you, like the one in the witch's house, the mirrors? Yeah. That one was kind of cool because cool I also kind of discovered it by accident, but it was a cool one. <laughs> Anywho. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I showed Liz that one. But uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit, actually, since you brought it up. What did you guys think of the boss fights? I thought they and were I all right. Mini boss fights, too.
1: I mean, it was kind of like the rest of the game, where it's like you knew exactly what was going to happen, but I was still terrible at it. <laughs> the witch, I can't tell you how many times I stopped fighting that woman.
2: So the witch, the witch gave me a bit of a fight. Although I was holding the baby at the same time, and he was a bit fussy, so that was kind of fun because it was a lot of pausing. But so to clarify,
0: cause, a legitimate baby, right? A, yeah,
2: an okay. actual baby. Our our baby, <laughs> my baby. He's he's very he's a very good video game company when he not not a mechanic of the game where baby. you're holding
0: a baby and fighting fighting in the game.
2: That would be an interesting. Just here, it has, here's a baby in the game. You have to hold it, but also fight. Um, but no, I didn't think they were that interesting. I think. And I think that's one of my bigger issues with the game. I think as hard as it sometimes was, it was sometimes very underwhelming. And the boss fights were all just predictable. You got them. They were were like stage fights because you didn't see their actual health bar. And I wanted to because it just makes me feel better to see a health bar. But largely, it's just hit them enough times, they'll go to the next stage. Hit them enough times, they go to the next stage and
0: and so forth. So I enjoyed the boss fights a lot. I, I thought they were really fun. Yes, like Liz said, they're very much like you know the, every other combat. Their moves are really well choreographed. You kind of know what they're going to do, but I do not think they had too many stages. Uh, you've, no, the I frog do only actually, had two, and actually, the yeah. frog was
2: definitely again. I don't know if the, the frog was the easiest. More interesting. It was in easy, but it was also it was still kind of interesting because it was yeah. I think the most random. It, it kind of yeah.
0: Like, so his fight was cool. For me, yeah, I beat the frog, I think, first try. The witch, I think, took two or three tries. But the yeti, the third giant soul, sucked. I hated that fight. That one killed me a good eight to ten times. I was not a fan of that fight. But the final boss fight, I actually thought was really cool because it first starts off with more of a navigation, like an obstacle course. And then you fight him and he does the moves of like the first boss. Then you do another obstacle course and he does the moves of the second boss. And, you know, keeps going until you finally fight him. On so final if form. you
1: die, you have to start from the beginning every single time. On the
0: obstacle course, yes. But once you beat the obstacle course, you know, you fight him alone by yourself. Like if you keep dying, you just fight him in the final stage. Okay. So it, it did a decent job, you know, stretching it out. But I thought it was just a ton of fun. And so you guys, did you, both of you guys have like gamer rage with this game?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there's also, there was the combat, but then there were little things like the timed fire where you'd have to just be really quick and light them all. I thought that was dumb. Like, I don't, I don't see the point of that, where it's like, you already have, like, the kind of tedious, like, playing over and over and over again, and it's like, you have to light all three of these fires in a certain amount of time, and it's just like, just let me go on. Or make it, I just feel, I, I feel like, just make it more interesting, because I came across that, I was just like, Andrew, here's the controller. Like I just, I know I can do it, but why, why do something 10 times?
0: The game needs to respect your time. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, I can, I can appreciate that concept, but I actually found those to be actually kind of fun because in some ways, especially when it was like three flames, you'd have to light in a certain time. Largely you had to, like there was a specific order. So you kind of had to, to trial and error it. And so, but it wasn't overly punishing or difficult so i i thought those were actually kind of fun little puzzles as i went through the game
1: i thought the aiming was kind of crap like there were sometimes with because i had like the three i don't know if there ends up being four we have like the bomb the arrow some of them it's hard to see where you're pointing and so for me i just I thought that was silly, like the fact that they don't actually make it more distinct and clear. And so for me, I just I just thought it was frustrating. I don't think the aiming was very good for the ranged.
0: So I, I did not have much gamer rage for this game, which is surprising. Uh, there was a couple moments that were difficult, but this is one thing I loved about this game. This game to me, just I felt like I could feel myself getting better, and that's what I loved. Once you you know learn these enemies and like what they're doing. You just like, I felt like naturally as a gamer just got better. And I felt like the difficulty was just so well paced that I can, you know, learn things and be able to do things. I do agree, Liz, that the aiming isn't great. I generally didn't have too much of an issue because there is a bit of an auto aim. It kind of understands where you're aiming. Oh, which is, I didn't
1: find that at all. Which is
0: very important, especially when you get the hook shot and the final boss, because you got to quickly grab things. You're going to get hit. But no, I... I don't know. I didn't. I did not have rage issues because also too. I think the music kept me calm too.
2: I, I think the the biggest thing for me, like again, if I'm comparing it to, I guess you know again, this will make sense to nobody while I was playing this. But when I was playing Spelunky 2, I <laughs> that that game gave me like I I need to put this down type of rage. Like This wasn't like screaming at the TV gamer range, and partly that's hard to do when it's 1 a.m. and people are trying to sleep in your house. You can't really do that. But it, at the same time, I, it was more just like, I need to keep doing this. I need to keep doing this. Um, like one of the side bosses where you can increase the – I think it was trying to increase the fireball. yeah. Oh, that yeah. that little the, the, you'll fight him on this tiny little platform and yeah, he gave me a lot of a lot of issues. I never ended up beating him. I was like ah screw it. I just I'm gonna do, go forward with the game. <laughs> I need to go like bras on fire.
1: See, for me, it's (laughs) the opposite where like this game gave me like gamer rage, but Spelunky was kind of, you know, I I would have to stop because I'd be frustrated.
0: But Liz, you played Spelunky too? Oh my God, (laughs) shut up guys. I get it. I'm sorry. I deleted the episodes.
1: But I, you know, I feel bad because I feel like you had a good transition for music, but I just want to ask real quick what you guys thought about the weapons. Because I felt like the sequence that you get them, like it's not gradually better like, no, they're the, just
0: different. They're different play styles.
1: But did you think that there was enough like diversity with them, or did you did you like them?
0: Yes. Um, there's the one that's probably the hardest to find is the great sword, which if you get the great sword, that thing is amazing. Uh, see, I never like, got that. I did see it though.
1: Upgrading your strength or your magic is really what made your combat better. So I felt like getting new weapons was just like it's just a new weapon, and I didn't really help as much as upgrading so I felt that it was kind of useless
0: I mean they're like I said they're they're specific meant to be just styles so I used the twin daggers quite a bit I enjoyed them a lot they had a shorter range but they were More faster swings. yeah so it would stun enemies longer and I was actually trying to see if I could actually kill the witch before I, I actually got to the fight because she appears to you and I could actually stun her for like a good 30 seconds but it wouldn't do anything because like it looked like it was damaging her but yeah, it doesn't so don't even bother trying But yeah, I didn't care for the hammer. The hammer only had two swings. It was powerful, but to me it was just too slow. I like to be quick. I like to go in quickly stab a couple times and roll out of danger. So I enjoyed the daggers the most. Um, But if I was fighting, like I said, the hammer guys, I would do the sword. So I'd switch them up a bit. I I enjoyed them. But I also liked that they had a a difficult weapon. So there is an achievement to beat this game with the difficult weapon. So it's kind of cool where... You know, you're not picking difficulty in this game, but you can have a weapon that makes it more difficult for you, which is an umbrella.
1: Would you do it, though? Would you go back and play this I actually started
0: it a little bit. And it, it makes it challenging, but not, like, crazy hard. So, I don't know. I'm so, tempted because I really enjoyed my time with this. So, one thing I saw about that, and
2: maybe we can just go out of sequence because we're talking about achievements, but I saw that achievement and I, I was reading a couple things online and it said supposedly someone was saying it like puts an icon by the umbrella as long as yep. you have the achievement going so that's yep. true okay yep.
0: that's that's one thing like i said with this game that's really cool it may not explain a lot of things to you but it has a lot of hints so there's a couple shiny things shiny things are just these collectibles you can find throughout the world that you know give you a little more lore but some of the shiny things are actually really useful you can find a rusty trowel and if you actually look at it it'll shine blue if there's a seed nearby so it's a way to give you a hint that there's a collectible nearby. And yeah, it was the same case with uh, the umbrella. The umbrella shines red if the achievement's still good. You know, the doors will shine red if there's collectibles to it. So this game has these little hints. You know, there's some NPCs, if you go up to them and talk to them, they give you a hint to where a shrine is. Another one gives you a hint to where some pots or seeds are. And I, I really enjoyed that about this game. That's why I, I personally I didn't f- feel like I needed to know. I feel
1: like you always stumble upon the seeds of the pots. Like, you know, to like break the boxes and stuff. So I feel like that's kind of...
0: Some are useless. a bit off, off the path.
2: Yeah. But yeah, otherwise. But,
1: I mean, I went everywhere. So it's like if there's three directions, I'd make sure I went all three. But I, they weren't really like hidden.
0: Yeah, the pots weren't. Seeds were a little bit. I actually found all seeds without a walkthrough. I oh I forgot about this. There was three pots I looked up. I, had a, I was at 47 out of the 50 pots. So I had to look up the last three that I missed.
2: Just love
0: your pot. It took
1: me a while to get an achievement, right? You say? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, it takes you Same. a while to get an achievement. And so yeah. that's one of those things where it's like the story was compelling. But if you're not compelled by the, the story, sometimes achievements will compel you. But nope, nah, it takes a long time to get that. So I feel like if you don't really like the story, it might be hard to keep going. And fortunately,
0: though, I liked it. Well, I mean, since I guess we already talked about achievements. Um, I overall, I think I would recommend this game for Achievement Hunters because the game's not too long. Uh, it's listed at main story about eight and a half hours for completion. Sure. Like about 14 hours, because you probably got to play this game twice unless you right away, start with the umbrella, but I don't recommend it, but the game's not very long. So once I beat it, yeah, I clocked at eight hours and I'm at 825 gamers score. There's two achievements I do not have. There are some missable ones. So there's a missable one with each boss fight or the first two boss fights. So just make sure you look those up before you, uh, fight the witch and the frog.
2: Yeah, I didn't do that. But I also it, it is kind of tough to get achievement. It's like like you said, it's not tough in the grand picture when you play through the game, but if you didn't play it, it is it is fairly late into the game where I feel like you get your first achievement. I think it was yeah. like after the first boss or yeah, even close to the second boss that I, I think I got my first one. So
0: my first achievement, I think, yeah, I was I think almost at the third boss. And I think yeah. my first achievement honestly was like maxing out one specific stat. It took me a while. So, yeah, you don't get the achievements quick in this game, which is kind of annoying. But I, I will say, I, some of the achievements are kind of funny, though. Uh, like, I mean, it's an homage to Umbrella Academy. To beat the game with the umbrella, it's called uh, Academy of Umbrellas. Which I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. And then there's Hot Pot, where you uh, light the grandma on fire, but you have to do that in a specific way on the boss fight. Yeah, I didn't get that one.
1: Andrew, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you know, switching topics, but. I know that you love the graphics. Did you... I really like the beginning where it's all black and white and then red. I knew you were going to bring this up. Or did you like the, you know, the different areas? Like they had like the, the mushroom area and it was all lush and green. Well, Liz, Actually
0: I'm sorry. I know you asked me this question, but I actually really want to turn it on you because I remember when we first started this game because I said to you, I really like the graphics. As soon as this game booted up, you're like... That, that bus is ugly. You hated the bus, and you're like, these graphics kind of suck. The bus? Yeah. You're like, that does not look like a bus. I thought it was a weird thing, too, but you specifically pointed out the bus you arrive on.
1: Oh, yeah. You do no, not I remember do agree. beginning this game. I really don't. I just feel like it was eons ago. I felt <laughs> like I put, like, 30 hours into the game, but it really wasn't 30 hours. I ended up liking the graphics, especially, you know, the what is it called? Is it the hub world? Yeah. The, yeah. The black and white and red. I love the contrast and I like the kind of when you're switching platforms, when you're switching platforms, sometimes it shifts and same with like if you find like a secret area, it shifts and so... The
0: camera, yeah. Yeah,
1: I really liked the way that the camera moved and I liked the different areas and there was like so many different artistic styles, I feel like. And same with like, you know, the witch is all like cutesy, like your character, but there was some like darkness and stuff too. And so I actually ended up really liking the graphics.
0: Ah, oh, good. I'm glad. Cause yeah, like when I first started playing this, I thought the hub world being, you know, mostly black and white. I love that contrast. I did not notice the bus being ugly, uh, even at the end. Sorry, Liz. But yeah, I just, the, the color palette of this game is so good. So there is a little bit of blood, which in the options menu you can turn off. So if you have children around, but it's very minimal, it's literally like droplets of blood on the ground, but it worked so well with the contrast of this game because a lot of the colors are kind of you know browns and grays every once in a while you go to some more lush areas, but just like and then having like this vibrant blood on the ground, I love the color palette of this game, and I think just the graphics and the character designs are gorgeous. I loved the art style of like the characters, they made them all so unique and interesting looking
2: so i I did like the the character design. I, I agree with that. I think they were all very interesting looking, and, and I liked how they were built. I really liked the way the bosses looked. And,
0: but, but. I'm I, waiting I, for that too. <laughs> well, well,
2: actually, and I will say, and I thought overall the biomes were interesting, but I thought each one just got to be a bit samey when I was in it. Like, everything was just, like, a bunch of just paths. And I, nothing felt special about them, like, in detail. But overall, they looked good. And I like liked the graphics. I, yeah, I just... I don't know. I th- felt like everything just was like, all right, yeah, you're just running... I don't know, down hallways and... I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. I wildly disagree. I kind
1: of agree with Keith. What? I mean, there are times where like... So, for instance, when you're like walking above the water and you have those planks with the different colors. I felt like I was there for a while and your pathways are all the same. <laughs> and you know like where the archers are going to be and you know, the melee characters and seeing like when you're walking the stone paths. So for me, it didn't really feel like a real environment, I guess.
0: I mean, I guess I you're, 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 a dimensional traveling crow. Are you expect to have like these real No, words? I liked
1: it, but I'm just saying like, it did feel kind of samey where it's like you are kind of walking the same paths and then it switches, but then it's the same paths for like a long, and I, I might just feel like that because I was stuck in yeah. the same areas for a long time. Maybe that's why you didn't feel that way. But that's why I kind of agree with Keith,
0: personally. See, I, I don't agree. Like, I thought everything was so diverse. So it obviously starts off at the Lost Cemetery, which is like this, you know, limbo cemetery, which was really dark and gray. Then eventually you go to the outside of a mansion which is you know very fall colors hedge mazes statues then you go inside a mansion you know then you have an overgrown ruin then you have a dungeon then you have a flooded fortress every biome felt so unique and different all of those
1: seem like 20 years ago because like (laughs) i said i'm so stuck
2: (laughs) so i don't disagree that the biomes looked different and i liked that each one was unique but there was nothing about each biome that I was like, oh, here's a unique aspect of it. It was just like the color, like you were just in that biome and everything in that biome looked as the same as everything else in that biome. Nothing felt special within it outside of its different design.
0: I disagree. because Like a macro ruins. level,
2: not a micro level, Andrew. <laughs> I'm I'm, the very, I'm very deep right now. It had
0: different mechanics. Like it had those plants that would shoot bombs at you that you could use to your advantage. It had vines that you had to yeah, hit. And that would then I would you. just
2: see those those same things over and over and again and the same trees and the same grass or the same. I could argue
0: that with any game though. Oh, this level had the same mechanics throughout the entire level that I was on with it. Not just, just
2: mechanics, like... but like I said, this, the same pathways, the same, everything there was, there wasn't like, it didn't change throughout the biome. Everything in the biome was the same as everything else in the biome. That's all I'm saying.
1: I don't know why I'm thinking of this game, but I'm thinking about operantia in the different environments and i'm just like i'm agreeing with keith where it's like
0: no, know, that makes it makes i do not get your argument keith this makes no sense you're complaining that it has that you go to an area and it's just like oh this place is you know it's about hedge mazes there's too many hedges here what's up with that like i don't get your argument
2: there was just there wasn't i don't there wasn't it was just map I, I, I don't know. There was nothing special about it. There was no, like, monument necessarily that I was like, oh, this is, like, the central point, really. And, like, it, it I just, yeah.
0: I disagree. I, I found there to be a ton of landmarks that I could figure out where I was and navigate. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I don't try to argue, but I don't get your argument here. Ah, oh, the overgrown ruins. It has too many ruins.
1: But I think there's also <laughs> the element of, like, what's ahead, you know? You know what's ahead. You know what it's going to look like. You know what the enemies are going to be. So it, it's But it, kind because of like...
0: it's a role playing game and not a roguelike, right, Keith? I mean, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I disagree with you guys on this one. I do not get your guys' argument with it. But can we all agree that the music was great? The music was fantastic. I love the soundtrack. Keith, are you serious? You didn't even care about the- it? I
1: feel like Keith is really not into music lately. I know. I'm just gonna put that well, out there.
2: Hold hold on, actually. I did listen to this entire soundtrack today. I did. I pulled it up on Spotify because I was like, Liz has been calling me out on it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it was like a so it was good. It was it was very good and I didn't have any issues with it. However, it was like a an underwhelming Ori soundtrack. And I know not everything can be Ori. But it was, it had so many of the, I don't want to say so many, it had some similar thematic feels to it when I, when I was listening to it. Cause I also ended up listening to like, it, my, my Spotify just went onto a game spot, uh, soundtrack after that and an Ori song came on and I was like, immediately it was just, it was bigger and it felt like there, there's like voices to it. It's, it's just so much different. And I felt like this game was going for that, but just couldn't achieve that. But See, that's also awesome. like
1: it, it fit a mood with this game. Yeah, like, I feel like listening to like outside fun. of it would have been a lot different. But I, there were some areas where I was just like, I feel like it really helped create the mood. And there was also like one song in particular. This happened to, like I think, one other game that we played where it reminded me of Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> and I really liked it. But, anyways. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe that's why I like the music so much. But there were some times that I was playing it where it was just like it kind of, it really hit. Where, I mean, Ori, it's just like it's always big. But like I felt like with this game, it made it feel like big and special in certain moments.
0: So, I mean, you can't really fault the studio because also too, Ori has so much more money behind it. Sure. I we like were able to hire like a hundred piece orchestra band well this studio is like literally made of like 20 people so definitely you can't really kind of compare because of the budget issues
1: see i really think it's about the mood it creates in a game and not necessarily how good it it is so for me it's like i don't think ori is the best music of a video game yeah and i feel like a lot of people do say like oh you can't be ori but it's like, so for me, it's like, I feel like it's apples and oranges.
2: No, and Agre- I wouldn't, I, I agree with move. you, Andrew. I, I understand budgets, and, and I, I'm not saying that they needed to be. It was just, it was very similar feeling to it, and it just, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't do the same thing for me, because I. Well, you're I, saying
0: it doesn't need to be, but you are faulting the game. You're saying it's like a poor man's Ori music, so you kind of I, are saying it needs to be like Ori.
2: Go back and listen to it and tell me where I said it was bad. I never said it was bad. I just. I said it wasn't, it was, it was fine. It was good. It just, I don't know. It it wasn't anything special to me. And I think one of the things that bothered me, and I know it was outside the context of the game, but when I was listening to it, there was times where like, I almost didn't realize the song changed and it all just sounded like the same song for like 40 minutes. And I think that was like, almost was what put me off a little bit to it. It it felt a lot of the same music throughout it.
0: I kind of agree with that, but... I, I i it's just good music so for me I could always hear it and I always enjoyed it I always wanted to play with a headset on this game with this game especially too when you get into boss fights and the music kicks in like really good ah I think the soundtrack of deathtor is really good
1: that's why I feel like it maybe wasn't too similar from my point of view because I noticed the changes yeah. I feel like there's so many games I'm just like I didn't notice the music but there were I feel like every single section I'm just I noticed the change so for me like I I liked it.
0: Yeah. Like you n- nailed it, Liz. Like this game just hits a mood and like there is always music going on because then there's a few moments where the game does get serious and dark and there's no soundtrack and you just, you can, it just, it's super noticeable because like, you know, it's like building up to something. And yeah. So I think this game just does a phenomenal job with the soundtrack. Even it's like sound effects too, but yeah. So I guess we're already covered achievements. So I guess we can, uh, you know, skip that segment here. So yeah. I guess we might as well wrap this up and get to our final thoughts here.
2: You go first, Andrew.
0: All right. So, like I said, I love Death Door. I highly recommend this game. If you're a hardcore gamer like me, i I had a blast with Death Door. I thought its pacing for its difficulty was just spot on. It had its moments where you know, you know, I, I, this game wasn't a breeze. I wasn't just walking through it. But when it hit the difficult moments, I, you know, it gave me a just enough challenge that I was having so much fun. But it wasn't so hard and unforgiving that I, you know, felt like I was being robbed every time I died. I knew it was because I just sucked and I, I did something stupid. So I never faulted the game for any of my deaths. I thought the boss fights were fun. I, the story was compelling and interesting, but like, it was also light. So it had a nice pacing of it. Loved the music. I loved the graphics. The combat is just a ton of fun. I had, and this game also is short, and I wish there was more. I wanted to play more of it. I was kind of disappointed. I was just kind of like, nope, oh, there you go. Now it's over. Uh, but for me, this game is easily a 93 so as far as
2: as far as death door is concerned i i I hope i haven't sounded generic because i do think it's a game i i said that from the very beginning i think it's good in in a lot of ways i enjoyed my time i do genuinely want to actually finish the game because i think the gameplay is good and i i largely enjoyed playing it but personally i don't think anything about it was overly special like nothing struck me as something i i thought was like wowing to the game i thought the music was great it it never bothered me it it i don't know came across well it was fitting it just wasn't anything special the gameplay was fun but i i didn't feel like the upgrades did as much as i wanted them to and the one thing i definitely agree with you andrew is that when i died i knew it was my fault and so it was the one thing that like kept me going i think is that i just wanted to get better so i think it's a fine game I, I just I don't think I love it as much as Andrew. So for me, it's an eighty-three.
1: I just realized I should be writing this down. Andrew, you said ninety-three.
0: Yeah.
2: Cute. You might want to go back and transcribe this whole entire episode list, uh, just in case we need to ever re-record.
0: <laughs> this is I'm never gonna hear the end of this.
2: Nope. But I also until I, I forget al- next week.
0: I also feel like we I feel like we kind of missed. I we did not talk about how adorable your main character is. Yeah, we did. I, I feel yeah, like we need to three. talk more about it. You're door- I I wish there was a plushie. I just tried looking it up. You can, I wish you could buy a little plushie of your main character. Well, learn how to sew. I love the way he walked. It was adorable. He kind of
1: looked like a penguin a lot, and not a crow.
0: Yeah, I, it, you yeah did a did bit of a like waddle a there. <laughs> or like this a penguin. I don't agree <laughs> with that. Yeah.
1: I think for me, I honestly, I was leaning towards a 78 and 80. I don't know what to give. I'm gonna give an 80. You know. <laughs> err on the side of optimism (laughs) i just i'm stuck in certain parts and i i'm not stuck in multiple parts i'm stuck in one spot but i've been stuck in so many spots that i'm just kind of over it but i like the story a lot i like the characters a lot i know but i just get no joy from finally beating it i'm just so over the difficulty and i know that you know that's me it's not the game so for me, I think 80 is a good score, but I also feel like, I mean, how much further am I going to get without, you know, smashing my controller? <laughs> <laughs> but looking at Metacritic, Xbox Series X, 87 and 8.2, and Xbox One, 87 and 6.8, but that's brought down by the 1-0, which was a mistake because they were raving about the game. I think <laughs> they meant to give it a 10. So I was going to say,
0: this game has multiple languages, so... Yeah. I, you should have less people bombing it for not having their <laughs> language.
1: But there's one review that I'd like to read. They gave it a 78. And b- before I read this, I want to say there was actually multiple comments about, like, you know, comparing this game to others. And one of them was like, this is just like kind of like a cheap imitation of an enlisted games, but. Um, I think like imitation is a sincerest form of flattery, you know? Is that the <laughs> saying? Something like that? Something like where that. Where it's like I do see elements of other games in this, but I don't think it's like a copy and paste you know, no. kind yeah. of thing. But anyways, seventy-eight, Best Door falls to live up to his intriguing premise. The quirky, wonderful world to explore full of unique characters is held back by uninspired gameplay and repetitive combat. In a world where games like Hollow Knight and Hyper Light Drifter attempt to mix Attempt a similar mix of Zelda and Souls-like elements, Death's Door simply doesn't offer anything new aside from its interesting personalities. The game is still a fun experience for fans of this style of game, especially at the low price, yet the journey won't be nearly as memorable as others.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> You disagree. <Andrew's> unimpressed. <laughs> I can see where he's coming from, but no, I disagree. But anyway... So I guess we could wrap up here, right? Yeah,
2: I think we've covered everything. And then some, <laughs> yeah. this is like our longest and way too long.
0: All right, but I think that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you all so much for joining us. Um, if you have a game suggestion, please email us at gamepassgraphicgmail.com. at gmail.com. We're at Facebook at GBGB. And we're at Twitter at GBGBPod. So please come by, say hi, give us a game recommendation. Or, you know, if you see a game that we're playing, please give us a review of the game and we'll read it on the podcast. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird 1952 I've Keith. Goodbye.
1: I'm Liz Noob, Gamer Com and I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob
0: is EW. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you again next week.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.